Such a cool guy. Where in the world is Eric? Welcome. 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 Oh, welcome. Yeah, this is what happens when... I'm squinting my eyes. I'm doing the Eric. Squinting my eyes on Instagram. I am joined now with Checks Notes. Gentlemen. I gotta say gentlemen. The bestest of boys. How we doing, boys? Fantastic. And then then I go and you... Silence. And then I interrupt. Long pause. Oh, hey, I'm Jeff. I'm eating a chicken sandwich. Okay. Oh, sorry. We were making fun of Eric. I forgot. Jeff is here. Oh! Oh! Welcome! Side Quest Buttcast. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. As you can tell, Eric is not here. So we have the Fleen Machine taking over for him. Doing his Megazord. Crazy Power Rangers shit. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm here with my two best boys. Two best boys. The, the, the bestest of boys, Feline Machine. Thank you for coming back out for another one. Uh, <laughs> fantastic as always. How the H are you? H E double hockey sticks. I'm doing good. I have been spending every day in a pool. Uh, I'm teaching strangers kids how to swim, but I'm in a pool, which is wonderful for summer. Mm-hmm. I saw that episode of Boardwalk Empire and Michael Shannon murders a man, but that sounds great for you. Well, there could be a murder uh, in, in Tommy's future. I'm considering it. What would be, first side quest, Tommy, what would be how you would murder somebody? God, um, starting off strong. I, I would bury them alive. Just a little yeah. uh, Tim Heidecker there? Yeah, yeah. Really? Like, on very, like on their back, face up, so they can, you know beg and whine and fuss while i'm doing it unless it was beatrix kiddo and then she's gonna bust her ass out of there and kill you true true have you seen scary stories from tim and eric i've seen um a couple i've seen the one you're referring to yeah, where he to where, where tim marries and then he tells him go yes. over get some bring some cheese some potato chips come on go with the ridged boys. ridged chips ridged, ridged. Chips, yeah Ridges are so good for the dips, the they bloody dips. The dips. So I'm not a um, fan of chip dip. We'll kind of side quest up here. I got I got a little beef with Eric on his his little E three report, bitching about. Also, I listened to the last podcast, which unfortunately I wasn't able to to make it. I had the niece in town. We were out at the at the baseball game, but uh, I did listen, and he said no one gives a shit about Assassin's Creed, which is bullshit because it was a great game uh and yeah no one saw anything about the paris uh dlc so that was really cool to see nintendo had an awesome day um we had breath of the wild 2 i don't know if you guys played uh the new zelda on switch i know eric did and what's his beef with the uh with the jurassic evolution that was the first one was awesome you got to build your own jurassic park who doesn't like that he loves um, you know, roller coaster tycoon, but here he is. You get a full dinosaur tycoon, and he's just shitting on it. Hmm. I've never, I never played it, but it just with that description, it sounds incredible. Yeah, you, yeah, but it and you can splice it, different dinosaurs together and create your own variations. It's a loved roller coaster though. tycoon on your phone. Oh this, fuck that! Never this mind. This is on your phone. It's not on Xbox. 
you know, the shit's handheld. It's like a little boy's penis or a Game Boy just oh. dangling in your palm. Oh, I wasn't I... I wasn't excited about it until you said that, and I'm even less excited about it now. Games. Now it's sold. I'm not ever playing this game. Phone games are just awful, and they're cancer, and they should die off. Oh, yeah. You can't play good games on phones. You just can't. What? What, what am I going to play Bejeweled or whatever? Ooh, wow. <laughs> You can't play. You can't play Mass Effect on your phone. Nor do yeah, I no. want to play Mass Effect. Well, you can stream it from your Xbox. No, I don't want to sit on my little phone. I want to sit in a big TV with the surround sound speakers to play Mass Effect. Not on my fucking phone. Stop with the phone yeah. gimmicks. Do you guys That's know you have first, phones? Blizzard, Diablo. Some first world privilege over there. Maybe my TV is as big as my phone, jackass. Well, you still got to stream it because no phone could play. Um, any of the newer games, unless you got some. No, I play it on my Etch a Sketch. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, but. <laughs> I played uh, on my Nokia. But, you know, Nintendo had some good announcements. They got a new Mario Party. I remember when we used to play that called. Um, it wasn't called Mario Party. It was How to Lose Friends in 45 Minutes. Um, <laughs> as well as Tommy, I think you remember when we did Super Smash Brothers. Kind of yes, back. I loved Super Smash Brothers, and, um, and I hated Mario Party. So, <laughs> and then we had our friend Zach, who would always play Pikachu and stand under the ship and just hit lightning bolt until everyone was dead, then jumped out. So we all like learned to team up on him. First, kill Pikachu, and then, and then we play the game. And Pikachu then, is my my guy too. I loved Pikachu. Yeah, but you played him normally. You played him how he should be played. Not sitting I, in a corner. I used that that thunderbolt was pretty much it. That was thunderbolt of lightning, pretty damn exciting. I remember any other Pikachu moves? That was that was the go-to. Well, Smash now has all these new characters. Like they have like Tekken characters, and they have like Persona Five, and now they have Minecraft guy in there. I don't know what's going Oops. on with that. That sounds stupid. Well, well, Tekken characters are in it. Tekken and a lot of the JRPG games like. Um, I know Cloud, they added Cloud Strife to it, but also like Fire Emblem, a lot of Fire Emblem characters, like why Fire Emblem? I don't think it's as popular in America as it is in Japan, but what? I don't play many RP, uh, JRPGs, they're kind of grind fest, outside of Final Fantasy, which you know about, Justin. Oh yeah. I know, Tommy, what did you, what, 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 I'm trying to remember what we played when we went over to your house. I know we played like some bootleg Dragon Ball Z and like Gundam games, and we had to get that stupid little thing to plug in the PlayStation just to read the Japanese disc. I remember that for Dreamcast. Yeah, well, you also played the semen thing, which we talked about before. We've. I don't know why when I think of Tommy and going over to Tommy's house in like grade school, we would go to Tommy's house to play semen. (laughs) (laughs) I know you have fond memories of my semen in high school. Yeah, we would go in the yard and drive the, the the golf cart around and make movies with sleds or with semen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was too That's much something. fun. Tom Bean. Tom Bean. And then showing me his Gundam figures. The and then there was a summer yeah. where you broke your leg. <laughs> yeah. We had to come you over and you your... just sat there. You're like, yeah, it sucks. Okay, I broke my leg sledding. Okay, side quest time, side quest time. Tom, you've broke your leg. Jeff, have you ever broken a bone in your body? Uh, I have not. No, I'm a pretty, pretty cautious guy, you know. I, I, I look before I leap. 
Except for that time you fell into the lake. I did. That was pretty fun. Well, I jumped, <laughs> and then it turned into a fall. <laughs> I also had quite a few uh, white claws in me at that time. It's, nice. a, it's, a, it's a great video, and what the Palindrome Jedi did to it with the music is pretty is pretty hysterical. Dustin, what about you? Because you played football a lot. I, yeah, were I you played a gamer a, or a sports player? I was both. So in high school, I was a... I was basically an alpha bully, which meant that I got to play sports, but also got to be a nerd and take out my nerd rage on other people that were also nerds and give them swirlies. Nice. Thank you. But no, I've broken most of my fingers, most of my toes, my ankle, my back, my knee. I've broken a lot of stuff. Yeah, I knew, I figured you had a, a long list. Well, and I remember watching your wrestling video where you're like, yeah, this one is right before I had back surgery. And then we watched the second one. And you're like, that's like two weeks after back surgery when they said not to do that. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't even given permission to sleep on a flat bed. And yet I I wrestled. Oh. All right. I got I got great side quests because I got both of you on right now. Wrestling. Yes. What is the appeal? What's is it still good? Is it bad? I know both of you wrestle. Tommy, I think. A little bit more than Justin, but you both have gotten up there. I, before it was Feline Machine, it was Tommy Gunn. And I have the picture right here in my drawer of you. Here you are. With the <laughs> curls and the hair and everything. So what is it about wrestling? Tell us a little bit about wrestling. Why you guys liked it. Is it still good? Do you still like it? Like, what is what is it? What's, it, what's about wrestling? It's like, it's better than ever now, I think. I mean, it, it's at least more popular than ever. And it's starting to, uh, WWE is now has like, there's NXT, there's AEW. There's actually a couple, like, there's competition for WWE now. And it's all, like, I think because of that, they've kind of like pushed each other. They're trying to one-up each other. Better and better matches. Like, there's a lot more diversity in the rosters like female wrestling is like huge now and popular it's not just they're not just doing like the stupid lingerie pillow fights that they used to do so <laughs> I wasn't complaining about it's those, it's yeah. good and the in the one thing that too that's also po a positive is the they've kind of pushed out like the steroids they're doing a lot of testing a lot of more regular looking folks who just look like athletes as opposed to these huge bodybuilder <laughs> behemoth monsters Savage and the hulk with their uh, cream of the crop yeah, yeah, like it's not so much about, you know, size anymore. It's about skill and good Scott show. Steiner versus Rick Steiner. Right. So no, what's I, it about I, yeah, that no, you no more that. love about wrestling? I mean, Tommy, I know you and I, you kind of got me into it a little bit, you know, in early high school and then I kind of Yeah, I remember. We used to that. we used that to watch pay-per-views in your parents' and living I, room. Yeah, and I'd still like to do that with you just cuz I thought that was fun. It's like, all right, once a week we got to hang out. We got to watch it. We act silly. I mean that that I I like the community around it. That was kind of fun. Um, I'm not sure how huge of the like wrestling part. I like more of the show. But what is it about wrestling that got you guys into it? The only reason I even knew about it really and jumped into it was because of you, Tommy. You guys found out outside of someone kind of telling you. Yeah, Justin, you you watched it a lot as a kid, right? I did. I was big into. WWF back in like 89, 90, dating myself a little bit, but seeing some of these big name stars as they were just establishing what the WWF, as it was known back then, 
meant and when you and it's so interesting that you mentioned that they're going like the anti-steroids route because big boss man had no steroids in his body true yeah <laughs> but he also wore a shirt he did wear a shirt oh, so yeah. if you I wear mean, a shirt it doesn't matter what you look like underneath i mean between like the saturday morning uh the saturday morning shows before like monday night raw became a thing and then the action figures got big and then the video games became a thing and even like the chloroforms like chloroforms like little sticky stickers that you put on like a plastic background you guys remember those oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah i had a a wwf one of those that was effing awesome so let's talk about the chloroform wait you said chloroform isn't that like knockout drugs well (laughs) tommy meet me at midnight what am what am I thinking of? No, isn't that the same word? No, it is. It's the, it's the wrong thing. I forget what they were called, but they were just essentially like, blah, 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 and it's the thing. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. The clingers, the clingy things. Mm. The clingy thingies. The clingy thingies, yeah. So what is, like, because a lot of people say when you watch wrestling, you're an adult, there's something wrong with you, it's fake, it's just a bunch of people running around a ring, throwing each other around. What is your response to that? Ooh. I mean, yeah, like it's no, it's no dumber than any other form of entertainment. Like it's just, it's live entertainment. It's a, it's a, it's a sport, but it's also theatrics. It's a show. I mean, yeah, it's just, you have to have a level of acting to go into it too. Not that they're good actors. I mean, we've, I don't think I've ever seen John Cena on the big screen, but I don't know that I've ever seen John Cena anywhere before. He's being canceled right now. Um, but like, I, I will say like having wrestled and having played football in college, a 10 minute wrestling match is the equivalent of an entire football game. Like, oh, yeah. it hands down, like those are both dirty, dirty mother effers and they, they wear you out. So take us into like behind the scenes. Cause both of you have done it. Uh, and you kind of know like what the professionals go through. Cause I think Tommy, you've wrestled with a couple ex wwe like actual wrestlers what's yeah. like the prep what, what goes behind the scenes even on a smaller scale like you guys did because obviously you're not you know you didn't do wwe or anything but how what's it like behind the scenes with the other wrestlers how do you know how to fight like what's the whole okay like, so i'm gonna take you through yeah so you 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 get to the venue okay you you go backstage uh, you piss in a bottle because there's never a bathroom in the backstage or green room, whatever you want to call it, area. Uh, so there's lots of just bottles of piss everywhere. And one time when I was backstage, a wrestler actually took a drink out of one of them thinking it was water. Um, so it, there's there's bottles of piss and then there's then you have to oil up, right? There's lots of baby oil everywhere. Some guys use tanning oil, so you're just rubbing oil all over yourself and, you know, rubbing oil all of their other guys because they can't reach their backs because they're all so uh enormous and then you do and this is my favorite part you do the nipple clamp you ever heard of the nipple clamp okay so when you go when you're walking down the ramp covered in oil you want your nipples to be like glass cutters you don't want to go up like soft puffy pillowy nipples right so you just grab your nipples and you kind of just give yourself a double nurple like you literally squeeze and twist and this is literally something that I used to witness guys do right before they go out to the ring. 
and yeah then you wait and you oh you go through your match that's the thing too about wrestling nowadays is it's all completely rehearsed kind of like Cirque du Soleil uh, in the old days they used to just call it in the ring like you know you'd lock up with the guy and put your heads together and kind of call what moves you're going to do but now it's all rehearsed so you're kind of running through that and then yeah you go out to the ring and absolutely murder your body and do things that the human body is not supposed to do now, have you ever watched the show Glow on Netflix? Yeah, I love it. I'm I love sad that, that I love that show. It didn't come back for another season. Yeah, no, they they canceled it, which is pretty terrible. Yeah, I think uh, COVID had something to do with that, though. But it was pretty popular. Now, was that? I heard it was like pretty, like that's kind of how, at least behind the scenes worked. Um, I know they weren't WWE, but they were an actual. You know, they were mimicking some. Um, thing that actually did happen but like oh yeah the way that, they rehearsed the way they story. talk on the ring is that all like how it is i mean were they pretty accurate on yes and yeah they were, they did a pretty decent job that that show another uh film that does a really good job of capturing independent wrestling which is what i did because i was never good enough to be on tv was uh, the wrestler with mickey rourke i'm sure you're familiar with yeah yeah that that's a hell of a film great movie yeah the ending's pretty brutal it is, yeah. But, I mean, that is, again, that another accurate portrayal of, like, what it's like for these guys. So what, well, do, what I, do they all think? They all think they're going to be stardom? Or, like, what's their... They all think they're going to be Dave Batista and The Rock? Or what? Because there just seems to be so many leagues all over the U.S. And it, it almost seems more cutthroat than actually getting in Hollywood. At least Hollywood, you can be an extra on TV or in a movie or yeah. here or there. Wrestling's got, like, two main things. And that's Yeah, it. it's horrible. It's, like... A billion people competing for a hundred spots like it's really it is a lot like that and they all think they're good enough or what like are a lot of them just they just do it for fun or like they would you... say they just do it for fun but they all think they're good enough. oh yeah i totally wanted to be famous i mean i it took me a few years to figure out that that was never going to happen and i eventually did figure it out but some guys really they stay in it until their backs are shit and they need a hip replacement and their bodies are destroyed because they think so, that they can get up to the top. Justin, what what do you say about somebody like Bastion Booger that makes it to the top but never actually gets to eat from the table? I I think guys like that, it's kind of like football. You know, guys like that probably end up doing better because they don't get to the top and they don't they don't reach the top of the mountain, their head never explodes. Does that make sense? A little, I see what you're saying a little bit. I, I think of like some, like if you get drafted like Mr. Irrelevant or something like that, where it's like, here, here's $700,000 for you to show up to camp and get cut the next day. Like, right. thanks. <laughs> I'll take it. Right. And then, you, and then you can like invest it and put it away for retirement and end up doing responsible shit as opposed to the guys at the top who blow it all on hookers and, and blow. Yeah. Well. Now, what do you think about all like the stigma that is behind it? Like, at least with the WWE, you always see like videos on YouTube where, you know, you see old wrestlers and they're like, "Yeah, if you get sick, they don't care. If you hurt yourself, they don't care." Oh There's yeah. No health insurance. The McMahon's are terrible. It's a horrible company. Uh, yeah. It's a horrible just John company. Cena the other day, he said something about, you know, Taiwan being a country. Then all of a sudden, he came out and was like bowing down to China. Like, do they own these wrestlers? I mean, what? Like what is? Oh yeah. Is yeah, it still Vince that McMahon. bad? Is there anything being done to change it, or is it just now? 
So I think Tommy will be able to speak a lot better to this, but that, if I'm not mistaken, that's what AEW is in a nutshell, isn't it? Isn't it like a league for the wrestlers, not for the executives? Yeah, that's more or less. It be, it's it's it became an alternative. They, they launched it to be an alternative, like direct competition. Everything that WWE is not essentially like trying to build a company the right way, as opposed to McMahon's who just kind of seized control and have been ruthless dictators this whole time. But people still watch it though, even though they're they're oh yeah, well known oh, they have the best terrible horrible talent. people. But well, they, they keep, they the keep bringing. Ever. They have the best talent, and they keep bringing back the legends. Yep. Well, that's marketing for you. I mean, they're just really good at marketing. Undertaker. The Undertaker has had like dozen last matches. <laughs> just keep. They yeah, keep bringing him back for one more, one more. But he sells tickets. Yeah. Exactly. Strip clubs do the same thing. It's it's Cherry's <laughs> last dance. <laughs> And they get treated better, the strippers. Well, they get to keep their tips. Oh. <laughs> exactly. So, Justin, what was it like for you? Because you, you only did it twice, right, on the two videos yeah. I saw? How did you get into it? What was your experience like? What, what's, you know, all I remember is um, just seeing, you know, your favorite song being played and you and your buddy come running out and or your brother. <laughs> and, uh, you got the jeans on. You built this city on rock and roll. <laughs> Yeah, so I've always been a fan, like Tommy was saying earlier, um, of wrestling. It's something that I always wanted to, to find my way into. And uniquely enough, in college, um, the men's residential life put on a show every year that was a fundraiser for um, all men's programs at the college and stuff like that. So it was a wrestling fundraiser that we did. And I was asked you know, they asked most, it was mostly football players that they asked to be in it. And so like me and my, uh, my roommate at the time were sort of courted to be a part of this. And we just took complete ownership over creating like a next level match because a lot of these guys that didn't know what wrestling was, it's like all suplexes. So you've probably seen this a lot, Tommy, where it's just like, Oh, I'm going to suplex you. And it's like, okay, you got me good. My butt hurts a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we went above and beyond and really sold out our match to like incorporate like the top turnbuckle and uh, the, the, the barrier between the fans. And just like there was one time when I just got thrown from the ring directly into the concrete ground and it just it hurts like hell. So it does. <clears throat> we also had E3 and stuff. So I want to bring this around to another weird side quest but wrestling video games i know tommy you and i played a couple hey, the uh, only Justin, one i ever I got into huh? was uh the only one i ever got into that i still think about to this day is uh revenge with nintendo 64 wcw oh, yeah. nwo revenge that's the game right there i i used to i created i was so proud because i created my own version of Ultimo Dragon, and I gave him red, white, and blue colors and made him look like Captain America. That's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. What was the Nintendo game, Justin, we were playing at, at, at Dave's house? And it just, we couldn't win. 
I think it was just WrestleMania was from like, like 1992 or some <laughs> crap like that. And there was, there was a, so, so to rewind a little bit, there was a little bit of a chasm in video game wrestling for a while where nobody gave a damn about a wrestling video game that essentially incorporated, incorporated like Mortal Kombat-esque uh, button mashing. So yeah. what happened then is the video game came out in like 1995 uh i forget the name of it but it came out on pc and arcade and it made took all the differences between like a button mashing game and mortal Kombat, and gave all of the characters like supernatural powers so like the undertaker is shooting spirits at you Shawn michaels is shooting like green goo at you like it's just it was ridiculous and after that game came out then they audience realized like hey we want a straight up like normal wrestling game and that's when the wwf games started to get big with like the in your house game and then it went from there so the wcw games are kind of separate like isolated to n64 but those were the best games. So if someone wants to get into wrestling now, or they're like, ah, you know what, screw it, I'll give it a shot. Where do they start? Is it like comics? You just pick up a character in a most recent thing, or do you got to go watch, you know, some pay-per-view thing, or do you got to go back 10 years and start there? Who's the best one to watch? Is it WWE? Is it this WCW? Whatever. How, do, how does someone get started into wrestling? I would say you could watch any wrestling that's currently AEW and WWE. You can't go wrong with NXT, which is I think still part of WWE is good. But then also watch the old stuff because rest like the really the most recent stuff is really good. Then the really old stuff is just I mean from the eighties nineties WWF um, NWA like Ric Flair. Watch that stuff too because that's that shit is fascinating. Yeah, I think I, Justin would probably agree with that. I totally agree. I mean, if you can jump into 1992 watching Lex Luger body slam Yokozuna on the USS, whatever, like that's in the heyday of like, this is America. Hell yeah. Back then, it was so, it's kind of like film. Like, it was so much more simple back then. Like, there were obvious heroes and obvious villains, and you never, like, I still get goosebumps thinking about. Um, when Hulk Hogan slammed Andre at WrestleMania three, yeah. not that moment itself, but the sound of the audience as soon as that happens. And that was before they, you know, now they're editing in audience noises because of COVID and stuff. That was before anyone would even dream of doing something like that. Like that crowd went absolutely insane. And they call that the pop in wrestling. And that's ultimately why wrestlers do what they do. Like, yeah, they want to get famous and make a bunch of money, but they also want to just hear, whole huge crowd of people just go nuts for so it's like it's whatever. like anime and like show and jumps like when goku finally hits super saiyan and you're yeah, sitting like there when, and you're like holy shit and you're jumping and up he and turns down super or... saiyan that moment is comparable to yeah hulk slamming andre and i know dragon ball z is pretty big in you know the wrestling community and bodybuilders and stuff is that just because it's that pumping up getting absolutely yeah we're saying because i know a lot of wrestlers you'll see them with a tattoo of like vegeta on there or like 
Goku's training symbol or stuff like that. I had a Vegeta t-shirt back when I was <laughs> hitting the gym every day and wrestling on weekends. And yeah, it said train and Saiyan. Yeah, it's crazy Saiyan. how anime just took over like, the whole like, workout fitness. You understand Saiyan. Insane. Tommy, let me ask you this real quick Insane. side quest. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, you don't have any tattoos, but when you're 16 don't. years old, what is the most bullshit tattoo? Would it be, would it be that tattoo that you'd have on your back right now that you would be regretting like a motherfucker? <laughs> it would either be that, or I think when I was 16, I think I think that's when I was like peak wrestling fan. So honestly, uh, when John Cena took the old school WWF logo and like made it his. And, it, and then it said word life underneath it. I had that t-shirt. I had that headband. And I might have gotten that tattooed on my body. Do, 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 do. Love it. I, I'm just, I'm looking at that photo again of Tommy Gunn. It just, it makes me, makes me happy when I'm sad. And I just, wistful. And you Jeff, look, you came you to my, my, like weird Al Yankovic too. When I, yeah, when I was, when I did that match as Tommy Gun, I think you were there in Arizona. I was Arizona. there. I drove up. Yeah, it was that was with Jimmy Jimmy Superfly Snuka. <laughs> I got to be in a match with, and I I didn't know at the time that uh, it was he was a murderer. Let's hear about that. Yeah, that's why he's he's canceled. <laughs> oh, he, <laughs> yeah, he's dead now. Apparently, apparently, it was like common knowledge in the wrestling community. People would just casually be like, "Oh, yeah, I used to love him." Anyway, he killed his wife. It's like, geez. So, what was it? What was? Why was like everyone? If you don't watch wrestling, or you at least go on Reddit and you see people post stuff, you're constantly seeing videos of Hulk Hogan or Macho Man Randy Savage. Were were they scripting this stuff like the cream of the crop, or them just shaking hands, or is that just cocaine? <laughs> that's a very fair question back then they weren't scripted that much i mean i'm sure they they practiced i'm sure hulk and randy wrote their own stuff if that's what you're asking i'm not sure if they do anymore like i know they have a team of writers kind of like saturday night live or any yeah. sitcom but in those days i'm pretty sure they i'm pretty sure randy savage was the author of cream of the crap but they knew what was going on. There was a plot. Oh, yeah. There's an energy when oh, you yeah. watch them. You're kind of like, oh, this is hyping me up. Like, you know, going back to the 80s and early 90s, like, shit, that looked kind of crazy and fun. It was I just... funny. Randy Savage was one of the guys, too, who kind of moved wrestling and the company, at least WWF, from old school, like, do work on the fly in the ring to, like, pre-planned you know everything's scripted written out like he was one of the first guys that would insist on practicing moves before a match uh, in, in a time when most guys were just improvising the whole time and that has to be huge because if you consider the amount of broken necks and shoulders and backs from just botched pile drivers owen i'm looking at you <laughs> yeah no yeah it was and that's if you go that's another fun thing to do is go on YouTube and watch uh botches because you'll see like all these uh moves go wrong and people get injured. Well yeah, just one of... where it's this kid, it's this backyard wrestling kid 
a death match, which is a match where you like basically hit each other with a bunch of dangerous objects. And this his opponent gives him a backbreaker and actually fractures his spine. So this oh, kid is <laughs> can't move. And it's called a botch. I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching this. It's like he broke his back with a backbreaker. It sounds like he actually did it right. Is it a botch? He did the move correctly. Well, and speaking of all the injuries and stuff, we'll kind of leave it off on this, but I watched a documentary probably like six months ago, I think when we were all just kind of locked down, on this guy called Mankind, Mick Foley or something, who first doesn't even look like a wrestler. (laughs) He doesn't even look like like one of But he seems to be extremely popular, and I don't think many people know him as like they say, like The Rock or Hulk Hogan or Macho Man. Like. Everybody Stop. knows Mick Foley. Well, I, Everybody, I, I, okay, Cactus Jack, ask, dude, you know, love, come on. Or something, I don't think they know. They I clearly know who Hulk Hogan is. But what, you want to know who Hulk Hogan is? And he didn't look is. like a, your typical wrestler. He was Mick Foley, Jeff. That's it? He, he, he was, was... Come on. Joe, go, Justin, get him. I just... It, if you've watched a second of wrestling, you know who Mankind is. The Hell in the Cell match with The Undertaker. Yes. You've seen him in his biography, his Jimmy Snuka story, and come on. Him getting thrown off that cage by The Undertaker is as iconic as Hulk slamming Andre, which we've already talked about. It's true. I might watch that later tonight. So much passion. So much passion. And he broke, he broke some bones in that match and got a concussion. Probably lost the tooth. Yeah, concussions are nothing. Yeah. Well, Flea Machine, yes. thanks for coming on and talking <laughs> wrestling and all the goods that wrestling has to offer and how you should watch it and when you should watch it. And, you know, replacing uh, replacing that, that that guy, you know, over there in the bin, Eric. Eric. You got locked up in a cage and you're going to throw oh. him off tonight. <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw Eric and you just hear him go <laughs> and fracture his skull oh that should have been the ending noise right there well I, I, I got a great ending noise for you and you gotta okay. you know you have to do either your best Hulk Hogan like little saying or your best um, macho man all right, uh, me or Justin or both of us? Well, why don't you both talk to each other? One can be Hulk, the other one can be Macho Man. Do you want to go first, Tom? Uh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, beat you to it, bitch. The cream rise to the top. <laughs> That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>